Hey, welcome back to Conversations with the Creator. We're back for another week of conversation about conversations. <laughs> I mean, I think you and I were having a conversation, a discussion. i got to be careful here or I'll get silly. We were having a discussion about were we limiting ourselves again in the type things we could talk yeah. about because of the title of the podcast, Conversations with the Creator. Mm-hmm. And my thoughts were, no, anything can be a conversation with our creator. Uh, you know, any interaction with with God is communication and conversation with him. Okay, so like I was thinking about, okay, conversations could also be defined as discussions, right? Discussions, <laughs> it's Discussions, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. discussions with God. And I was thinking, what have I discussed? And really, when we pray, we are discussing somewhat. We're having some form of communication yeah. With God, but what about um, not just discussions, but can there be a nonverbal thing going on between you and God? Nonverbal communication. If we if we define, and you could get real strict about the term conversations, and you could say that's only about verbal communication with each other. But to me. I have, I know, I know people are going to think I'm weird. I get it. This is a natural thing. This is not I mean, look, we didn't talk about this. We just start talking. Yeah. I feel like I have a conversation with my cat when she jumps into my lap and just sits there and looks at me and like goes, and she's hungry. She wants me to go get the food and put out. I, I, that's a conversation to me. But it's not. It's nonverbal. It's an interaction. She's communicating <laughs> something to me. Yeah. But I couldn't call it a conversation by a standard I would apply to you and I. Right. Which I think God's as much bigger than me as I am bigger than my cat. If that makes sense. Well, I, I wasn't. I didn't know where you were going with the cat conversation. <laughs> I hope I. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my example makes sense. I said people were going to think I'm weird for the illustration I was about to use. So I get that. Um, and I get it seems a little bit weird, but that's the yeah. point. My intelligence mm-hmm. is so much above my cats that I would not I would never typically apply the word conversation to interaction but, but with that cat. something is going on. But that's true of God, too. Okay, but there's an exchange. That's really a good word, isn't it? That's right. It? That is a good word. There's an exchange that is happening because uh, we do love our cats. We are cat people, for sure. And uh, But even when we had our dog, she Same would thing. just look at me, and she would have such an intent look, and I knew she would just come and sit at our feet, mm-hmm. and she would just stare at me, and I would go, what do you want, Daisy? And she would just stare, and I knew she either needed to go to the bathroom or she wanted water. She wanted, something. She wanted she something. And sometimes you could tell what it was she yes. wanted by the way she came or where she went after she got your right. attention. Right, and, and, and think about this, and you can carry this metaphor out further. Uh, a conversation with a three-year-old is different from a conversation between the two of us mm. because there's a different mental state. There's a different level mm-hmm. Of, of capacity that's yeah. there. Uh, and I think you would have people that said, and I know I'm going to get weird again, a conversation with, what was it, Coco, the gorilla, yeah, is different than a conversation with you and I mm-hmm. 
but there was actual communication there through sign language. Right, and and of course there are people with disabilities that um, I don't even like to call them disabilities. They're just nonverbal people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's people who are have autism and they don't. They're not very verbal. But they uh, Alzheimer's. Can yeah, Alzheimer's. Same thing. Exactly. Uh, my mother is a great yes. example of that. She communicates with us at a very, very basic level now. Right. Very different from what I was accustomed to. Right. And she turns 90 in a few months. Yeah. And uh, we went to see her the other day, Michael, and there was something that happened like she. She she counts a lot and sings a lot, Sing and then song she she may not yeah. converse always. But I just now this is an example of how I hear right. when I'm communicating. I just felt like an impression, like I believe from God that said, "Do you know to have physical touch with her because that is probably something that they're lacking. Someone who." Yeah. Care, gentle, caring, yeah, not touch. That the, not, not, not that caregiving. the care she's receiving is not. No, no, the caregiving is wonderful, right. but it's not an emotional caring right. touch that's so typically. I, I just started. Scr- now, although some of the people are great there, and I just said it wasn't, about, know, it, it wasn't about her care. Yeah, but I thought I didn't make clear okay, either. So okay. Go ahead. Anyway, um, I just began to scratch her back. And I knew that she used to have this place on her back that really itched her really bad, you know, and she yeah. was always scratching it. So I was just scratching her back. And when I did that, she began to talk. I mean, there was a little bit of conversation that happened. Then yep. I took her arms, and I began to just caress her arms, and I rubbed her hands, and, and she, you know, she was staring off in space, and then she just looked at me, and I did, there was this connection there, and I said, can I hug you? She said, yes, and I reached down and hugged her, and I said, I love you. She said, I love you too, Angel, mm-hmm. which was Which her is her pet always, name for all the ladies, the girls. Always. In the Particularly for my older sister. Her, her wasn't her daughter, my half-sister. Uh, Angel was a very common, and, and a lot of times for you, and right. not as much for my sister, but for the women yeah. that were connected to her in different ways, right. Angel was a very... It was. It the, was her the loving... Language. It was her mm-hmm. loving... Mm-hmm. Um, nature towards us but anyway Mm -hmm. so you know that's one example of there's a uh there's a there's a a give and a response sometimes and so sometimes what i'm hearing or the communication i believe i'm receiving i believe is from god and i believe it's something he put within me there's a channel that I have there that if yeah. I'm open to it and I'm willing to listen, I hear things. Now, I don't want to take it to an extreme. Like, I don't want to sit, stand in my closet and go, well, what should I wear today? What eye makeup should I put on? Yeah. You know how, but I just try to go with the flow, and I do think people can get caught up with that, but I, I just try to keep the channel between me and my Heavenly Father open, and I don't want to clog it with my personal stuff. And if I get into a, maybe like if I get frustrated or angry or I'm having an attitude, I, that channel shut. Yeah. And, and I think you made a good point. The line of communication that we call conversation with the creator mm-hmm. is not all about us. Mm-hmm. If I get caught up that I can't do something because I haven't heard God tell me what to do, I can't decide what shirt to yeah. wear because I'm waiting right. for God to tell me what shirt to wear. There's a problem with that because we have free will. God didn't create us to be robots. 
He created us to be creative. Mm-hmm. He created us to make choices. He created us to interact with him. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, my goodness, if the biblical if you take the biblical account of creation, he created Adam and then rejoiced in watching Adam name every creature. He didn't Adam didn't sit there and say, "Well, I'm not going to call that dog a dog until God decides to call it a dog." <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the God wants us to initiate in right. so, in a lot of places. And so I think you you're right, we can shut down communication and conversation through being self-centered and self-focused. Mm-hmm. And we can open it up by recognizing our conversation with him is broader than an audible conversation that we kind of think is what we want, you know. Yeah. But there is that response, though, is I mm-hmm. had a choice whether I wanted to respond to what I was kind of hearing or seeing. Yeah. Now, did that change our world? No. But did it give us a little spark? It you was, it res- was a, a piece of joy for that day. It was. And, and, and I think the same thing holds true with God. When we take into consideration then that every interaction with him is a conversation mm-hmm. because his touch on our life mm-hmm. provokes maybe provokes is the wrong word, evokes Mm -hmm. a reply from us, Mm -hmm. hopefully of gratitude, Mm -hmm. of appreciation, of love. Uh, But in some cases, in some people's lives, it's still a conversation when a touch of God is misunderstood, misperceived, or not, uh, not experienced well because of other circumstances, and it's rejected Mm -hmm. or the person is frustrated by it. It's still a conversation. Well, you know, it's still an interaction. Well, we talked about you know just we don't understand what's going on uh, with all people at all. You know, who are at different levels of um, of I don't know. Just your mom, for example. Like your mom, you know. Sometimes we wonder, you know, why would God allow her to still be here? when the quality of life is not what we would like to see it at. But we don't know what's going on. Is she conversing with God? You know, that we, we, yeah, don't, we don't know, know. that. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what other interaction may be happening with her and other people, you know, that, that God is teaching them and using her in different ways, you know. So um, I, I don't want to underestimate what God can do, even for, like, we have a friend um, – uh, we have uh, some friends who have a daughter, who, and her name is Haley, and she has had uh, had to have some type of cancer treatment, which, you know, caused some form of damage, you know, for her to be able to communicate a- as most people would be able to. Right. She's had amazing things happen. You know, I remember one time there was this story where her mom said she had a goldfish that died, and it was, you know, she looked in there, and she was like, well, Haley, should we pray for it? And she said, yeah, and she said, okay, you pray for it. And she said an hour later, they came back in, the fish was swimming around. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. But see, that's that's the thing I love. We come from both a Christian worldview in this podcast. We know not all of our listeners are Christians, and right. we appreciate that. Uh, but we come from a Christian faith perspective. Right. But we come from a particular uh, segment of Christian faith perspective that's more charismatic in its nature. I mean, obviously, if you've listened to this very long and we talk about dream interpretation, we're not 
traditional, old-fashioned, traditional yeah. uh, church uh, approach. But so we believe that God gives gifts to His people: uh, healing, revelation, prophecy, dream interpretation, etc. Uh, word of words of wisdom, words of knowledge, information he conveys, miracles, uh, deliverance, uh, spiritual warfare, you know, things. He gives gifts to his people. Every time one of those gifts comes, mm-hmm. it's it's communication and conversation mm-hmm. with him. So that touch, that that prayer and conversation with God that led to a response from God, goldfish and look i don't care i know some of you who listen to this will say god didn't raise that goldfish from the dead that go that something was just wrong with that goldfish it was I, it sleeping ma- i don't care for matter. haley for haley yeah. that was a gift from god that said i love you yeah and and it, it brought about conversations between she and her mother and what happened and you know it doesn't matter to me. There was yeah. a conversation that happened between her and God and prayer, and yeah. it was beautiful. And so, you know, I love the idea of us really going out on a, just a little bit on a limb, talking about nonverbal communication, nonverbal prayers even. Like sometimes I'll find myself riding down the road, and I have this nonverbal a kind of a mental ascent, and, and it's a prayer that's mm-hmm. really – I find myself I don't even know I'm doing it sometimes and then I'm and then I become conscious. Oh, I was just kind of talking with with God and with my creator. And also what about adoring him or giving him some form of adoration where we are I try I do my best, you know, today I was not successful at it, but most mornings first thing I do is get up. I open the scriptures and I read them and then I pray. And then sometimes I, I sit and I, I listen, but sometimes I'm praying her for other things. But either way, um, it's okay to sit and listen. Yeah. It's okay to sit and tell God what an amazing creator he is. And what about saying, thank you, God, for creating me. Thank you, God. You know, you were talking yeah. about being thankful, having an attitude of thankfulness, you know, of, of what we have. Well, and I think about some of what we're talking about, and Haley and the goldfish, and listening and being. We did of what four podcasts in on dream stories back before we were doing video mm-hmm. with a good friend of ours, Jill Miranda, who had COVID and was pretty much medically left to to die, going to come off a vent, and and didn't expect him to make it, and God. <laughs> moved in his life yeah. miraculously. And, you know, we, we have to get Gio up here and sit in the studio sometime now that we're doing video, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he, he left the hospital within a couple of days after that. And, and, and we talked a lot about some dreams that went into that and different things. But in this format, when we're talking about conversations, I think it's important to recognize that healing touch of God, not his encounter while he was out of it and unconscious, with God, you know, interacting with him in a dream, not his wife's interaction in the dreams, that healing touch of God right. that raised him up to go home when he was supposed to go to the yeah. morgue. Yeah. That healing touch was a conversation. It was an expression of God's love for him. Mm-hmm. He reacted and responded to it, receiving it. And that and that's why I think nothing's off limits on this new podcast because every interaction with God mm-hmm. should be an exchange. Mm-hmm. 
like you talked about earlier? Well, can we talk about Geo some more? Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> Not only was it an exchange between he and his creator, but his wife and her creator. Yeah, well, and between and our podcast guests and yes, their creator. Yes, and, and then even uh, us, Michael, you and I, mm-hmm. there was a conversation that you had that led to other things that allowed wife to communicate, that allowed her to to speak into Geo's life while he was... Now, look, yeah. because someone looks like they're not there, does not mean they're not mean there. they're not there. Um, That's back to our original concept of a child or yes. a person with autism or... Or who is challenged or, um, in some way mm-hmm, of, yeah, for hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they're lying in the bed unconscious with a stroke... Uh, you know, I'm a nurse. One of the things that we tell people when we have someone who is about to pass on is their hearing is the last thing to go. And so we know <laughs> that when some people have been unconscious and they did not pass, they came back and repeated back what you had said and talked about. And even Gio, now he was um, he was on a paralytic to help him keep the, the intubation in while he was intubated. But... He said he his conversations with God seemed like they went on for hours, you know. And uh, he said struggled through a lot of that. But just because we don't see something going on on the outside, don't assume that there isn't something happening with people in their communication with well, And I love what you just said about in the natural world, from a medical perspective as a nurse, you tell patients and their families, you tell their families, that hearing is the last thing to go. And so what that says to me is the the metaphor into the spiritual realm is as long as there's life within me, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about this flesh and body living. I'm talking about spiritual life, mm-hmm. eternal life. Mm-hmm. As long as there's life within me, mm-hmm. I have the capacity to interact and have conversation with my creator. Mm-hmm. That's not going to end just because this physical body passes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the beautiful part of that. I would have to be uncreated for that communication to stop. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when your grandmother was in the hospital and she was, um, they had said she was going to pass, you know, she didn't speak for like, I don't know, three or four days maybe, nothing. We knew her body was shutting down. And um, literally she had not spoken. And I remember she kind of moved a little bit, and I said, Gigi, are you thirsty? And she didn't say anything because we were wetting we her were tongue and her. stuff. And But my mom go your mom, take a shower. Yes, yeah. and then I said, Gigi, I love you. And I mean like. There, she just kind of sat up, not sat all the way up, but sat up and said, I love yeah. you too. And it was like, where did that come from? And mm-hmm. she didn't say anything after that. Nope. That was it. But her body had already shut down, so that just tells you there's just some remnants of things that are left that maybe we don't we don't fully understand. Yeah. We know that for sure, that we don't fully understand. And that, that tells us that we don't fully understand the way our Creator communicates with us, period. Exactly. So, so I love the idea that we can talk about dreams and prophetic things. Mm-hmm. We can talk about his still small voice. We can talk about his healing touch. Mm-hmm. 
We can talk about freedom that he brings into our life from oppressive states. We can talk about um, the ways we pray, the different ways we could pray to him, and the ways we get answers. Uh, and all, and I mean, literally, there is nothing in our life that is not designed for communication with us. The book of Romans in the Bible says that he reveals himself through all of creation. Mm-hmm. His invisible attributes are revealed through the visible uh, character of nature, of creation. Mm-hmm. Everything he's done mm-hmm. is designed to communicate with us and have conversation with us. Mm-hmm. That's how much our creator cares about us. And if you're not, if you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast and you're not a Christian, I would challenge you the same thing we did at the end of the last podcast, which is just ask, see if yeah. he cares that much. I mean, you got nothing to lose. Uh, the worst thing that can happen is there's no response, right? And yeah. you're proven right in your mind. Yeah. The best thing that could happen in my mind, or maybe the worst thing in your mind, I don't know, is that I could be the one who's right and you get a response because everything around you is designed for first connection mm-hmm. relationship grows out of that initial connection and so communication and conversation with god is designed for our increase in relationship with him mm, that's good i just want to encourage people to take some time this week if they don't have some time that they set aside where they not just prayer like verbal like um god can you heal my or can you provide money for me this week? Mm-hmm. But where you just sit and you um, send some adoration his way, where you're saying, "Yeah, thank you, God, you're wonderful, you're beautiful," um, and ju- and then just sit yeah. and just sit and do nothingness. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like you're just setting aside that time and you're kind of, I believe, opening up a channel to hear from him. Well, it's true. We have a good friend. Maybe we should bring on to the podcast sometime. Uh, Father William, uh, was former Catholic monk, and now uh, I'm not sure what his affiliation is, but not Catholic monk anymore. He's married and mm-hmm. has kids, you know. But uh, he talks all the time about just communicating with God through nature and creation. And he'll I talk was about actually going to say that should be our next and one. He ta- he, I, I always get tickled because <laughs> he typically uses the example of a little squirrel. Yeah. You know, just watching the little squirrel and what the little squirrel's doing and how God communicates with him and has conversations. I think conversations that would be a great next topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really a good right. thing. So, yeah. so, so, what you're asking from people is to slow down. Yeah. Take some time to, to have real, have meaningful, deeper conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it, it a conversation not- with my dad when I say, Dad, I need $5? Yes, it is, but it's not nearly the meaningful conversation as it is. When I say, Dad, you know, can you help me with this project? Yeah, that's a good example. Uh, if you've ever gone fishing with somebody, you don't sit and talk the whole time. No, but you just don't have spending to. time together, there's a quietness there. Yeah, you may have fishing rod. You may be busy doing something. I'm saying, don't even have your fishing rod out. I'm saying, just sit in his presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's know, hard. I, I, it's not easy. It, it isn't easy. I, try it, five minutes. I, try, I, you know. I think. For me, I equate that to the time I spend in the woods hunting, not necessarily fishing, but hunting. 
because you're just being quiet. You're, right. You're but this is purposeful. And, yeah. and if I can take that same intense purpose of hunting, which I do a lot of times. A lot of times I actually am not really hunting. I'm being quiet in the woods with, with, with God. But if I can take that same intensity that the hunter applies to the stillness and quietness that's needed to pursue that prey to the stillness pray? to pray, pray. P-R-E-Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, I was about to make the word play and, and apply that to the stillness and quietness that's needed to, in a new and unique way, pray, P-R-A-Y, commune, spend time with God. I think, I think that concept, that metaphor works for, not for everybody. I understand some of you out there just saying, hunting, I can't think, you know, but, you know, but that concept of the stillness and quietness that's needed to accomplish the goal is, is something we can focus and be intentional about on relationship to creator God too. So it's good. All right. Well, I think we're close to our time again uh, this week. So let's just say to you again, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you being with us. You know, like, share, subscribe, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I don't know, all those different social media places. Yeah. Uh, keep your eyes open for what we're doing there. We're getting ready to launch some new things with some interactive processes uh, through some uh, uh, special things we want to do with bringing you opportunities to connect with us and toss out your ideas for, um, uh, you know, uh, show subjects and topics you want to have questions answered on. And one of the new things we've just gotten started is we have a Discord uh, server now. That's not the greatest word for communication, but Discord is an app or a program on your computer that's actually designed for community building and communication. So uh, if you're interested in joining our Discord server and joining in the general conversations about uh, conversations with your creator about the podcast, about some interaction there, things of that nature. Um, drop us a note wherever you listen to or watch the podcast uh, and just say, hey, I'm interested, and we'll get a Discord link out there. Those links actually change about every uh, seven days, so you can't put a link out that just lasts forever on Discord. But we'll post those Discord links so you can join in the conversation there if you're interested. That was a new one for me. That's a, I mean, my, my son's generation are big Discord users, but it's new for me. So if I don't do it all right, just bear with me and get it straight and we'll get it, we'll get it right before it's done. Sounds good. All right. Well, that's Thank it for you today. For being with us. See you next time.